0: Now that we understand our rights are just as important as everyone else's around us, thanks to Tina Ratley, my guest from last week, episode 6, we know how to set, communicate, and keep our boundaries. We might find that we're a different person than we thought. What if we don't want to be in the relationship we're in? What if we don't want to keep pursuing a relationship? What if the person we're in a relationship with decides we're not right for them anymore. When we start to speak our truth and act in congruence with our words, our relationships may change. What if your relationship improves exponentially because you've spoken your truth? What do you think your ideal relationship will look like when you're in your full authenticity? The options are truly endless. We'll take a look at one of them today. You're listening to the Boundless Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Elsie. We are here to empower you into shameless self respect, independence, and equal partnership, should you choose it. Today, I've brought on the writer of Single, 30, and Thriving blog. Michal Lehman is 30 years old and writes about single life lessons to help you embrace your singleness. Throughout her platforms, she offers tips and advice for having a happy single life and how to feel comfortable in your own skin and company. No matter your age, no matter how many divorces you've been through, and even if you are in a relationship right now, this episode will help improve your relationship because you'll improve your relationship with yourself. Michal, why do you think women for the majority anyway, fear being single.
1: I think there are a few sources for that fear. And I think it's very, it varies in its individual and each person sources it from a different place. But I think the majority of it comes from pressure. And it's starts from a very young age, right? From when we're very young and we're reading all these fairy tales and learning about Prince Charming and Knights in Shining armors, and, you know, going through teenhood thinking that you're uncool if you don't have a boyfriend. And it sort of accompanies us throughout the different stages of life. And it echoes through society, giving us that immense pressure to not be alone, that being single is somehow lesser, that it's pathetic, that it's sad then it means you're unlovable or undesirable and I think at some point all those stigmas and misconceptions about being single seep into our subconscious and cause us to believe it as well I think that is one of the biggest issues and one of the biggest sources of the fear of single life and I think at some point we also become very dependent on relationships. In relationships in general, I don't see relationship as being just one romantic thing. But specifically romantic relationships, I know in, in myself and my previous relationships, I was relying my whole happiness and my whole well-being on one person. And if I didn't have a boyfriend, then I couldn't possibly be happy or feel whole, like need someone that can complete us. I think... That's a problem that we don't grow up believing that we need to complete ourselves first and foremost, and then anyone else would be an added bonus to that. I love how you brought
0: in the teenage years. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of this for a while, probably because I haven't been a teenager for a while. Yeah. (laughs) But you're right. Even as early as elementary school, 11, 12 years old, it was cool to have a boyfriend and... It was kind of not cool if you didn't
1: have one, and yeah. that's so young. <laughs> I know, but that's a thing, and that's where it begins, and it's just getting younger. I know that in my well, in my time, I also grew up in a religious neighborhood, so where I grew up, with it started a bit later. But in general, I think it, I feel old saying this, but in my time, the boyfriend period started more like when you're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Today, I've spoken to teens where it starts like. Young as 11 12 and i'm talking about literally having sex at 11 12 which is mind-boggling to me and that's the issue is that it's not getting any better it's getting even worse because it's getting younger and younger i think if people well this is getting a little bit off track but if people invested a little bit more time into educating their children in that young age and talking about it and creating a discussion around it and somehow became a taboo can't talk about it. It's like embarrassing, awkward, whatever. And I don't only mean don't jump straight into a relationship. Don't have sex at that young age. I'm talking about be your own person. Have a relationship with yourself. It's not cool to jump into a relationship just because everyone else is doing it.
0: Now we are adults. Now we might have children. You and I don't. But those listening, I think, are going to resonate completely with you that, yeah, it's our responsibility now to teach our children Mm -hmm. a different way, and that it is really important to take care of ourselves. I feel like this is part of why the patriarchy is crumbling, because people are standing up and saying, no, I'm going to take care of myself. It's almost like it's the cause and the effect. Mm -hmm. As women stand up for ourselves, the patriarchy naturally is crumbling. And we're not even trying to make it crumble. It just is a natural byproduct of us standing up for ourselves. And we
1: don't want to install a matriarchy we want balance my issue with the whole thing is that it's being discussed only in relation to that and not in relation to just let's first of all talk about how it's okay to be single in no any other regard it's just okay to be single and it's especially as women obviously it always connects to the patriarch in that sense but I think especially as women we have that bigger pressure of not only you know your women and if you have more sex more than whatever with whatever men it's like frowned upon and and all the double standards over there I mean also in the sense of and I get this a lot of you're not getting any younger you're losing your prime years your eggs are gonna perish and die and you can't get pregnant after a certain age or if you can it's more dangerous and it's you know and that also causes some sort of fear of being single and also that pressure to start a relationship even if you're not ready for it or even if you can't find the right one yet. Let's talk about how you have embraced singlehood. Well it was a very long process. I was actually in relationships from 16 to 26 so for me it felt like such a long time away and also a lot of my young younger years were in relationships and in my last relationship I overstayed my welcome by a long shot. It wasn't all because of the fear, but it was mainly because of the fear of being single, of being alone, of being lonely, of not finding anyone else. And I was already 26 at the time. And this is how like screwed up the thought processes is, is. I'm like, but I'm 26. By the time, you know, I find someone and then get married and have kids. And I was staying in such an unhealthy relationship just because of that eventually my lack of energy beat out that fear at first I was like super excited about it I needed to regain my energy I needed to go out and have some fun after being in such a restricting and suffocating relationship not in a terrible way but like in a way where it just had me needing to spread my wings and just go out and soar but that lasted only a few months and then suddenly I'm like oh my god I'm single and I'm almost 27 now and I'm just getting older and I'm not finding anyone. And it causes this panic where you start making all the wrong mistakes and you start going out with all the wrong people. You're chasing men and you're sleeping with the wrong men and you're allowing them to treat you terrible. The most screwed up part is that I was blaming myself for it. And I was in this vicious cycle where I was going out on terrible dates just because I wanted to meet someone. But that was just causing me to go out with all the wrong people. So then that causes that frustration, which eventually causes me to blame myself. And I just remember this moment where I was just like sitting there in the middle of the night, just like bawling my eyes out and feeling like, what? the fuck is wrong with me I really felt like there was something fundamentally off inside of me like I was unlovable just something wasn't working there I remember that moment specifically I can't remember when exactly the mind shift happened but I was like I can't I can't live like this I can't keep feeling sorry for myself this is my status quo right now and the more I wallow over it I mean it's only going to make it worse. It's not going to really help me. And I was just sick of wasting my time away instead of taking advantage of this time. I was just wasting it away not only on wallowing but trying to chase men that really didn't matter. Once I made that shift, it it's a very grad. I mean it changes for each person, for individual, but once I made that shift, I sort of gradually started growing more confident in myself and in my singleness. And I think there's a few elements that help me achieve it, especially my process actually got so much more intense in the past, obviously, year and a half where I was forced to be alone. And the dating scene was kind of iffy at best. I think it's just a matter of understanding that you need to take your time. One of my favorite quotes is like completely overused, but it's so true, is that insanity is doing the same thing again and again, expecting different results. Which is basically what I was doing, going out on basically the same dates. And if you've ever been on dating sites, you know you're having the same conversations 20 times with 20 different men. And it's just completely pointless and tiring and exhausting and only lowers your self-esteem and your self-worth. So before you jump into that pool... Take a moment to jump into your own pool first and start just taking the time to be single. Take a moment when you see that something's not working and this is with everything in life. When you see that something is not working, pause, take a step back, analyze the situation, what's going on and take a moment for yourself. I've always been an introvert and I've always been able to spend hours by myself but I think once I became minded to it, sort of started spending my time more wisely. The point is not to, you know, sit around and just play on your phone and scroll through social media. The point is to spend quality time with yourself, doing things that you love, things that you enjoy. Because when you're single, you have so much space and so much freedom and there's so many more opportunities. And when you're too busy looking at what you don't have you're blinded to that but when you open your eyes and suddenly see you slowly see more and more of that you start building a relationship with yourself and that's the absurd thing is that people are trying to jump from one relationship to another thinking that that's what will fulfill them but if you don't have a proper relationship with yourself how can you expect to have a proper one with anyone else I think You have to work on that. And that means, and I don't mean taking yourself out to fancy restaurants because that's something that I even can't do. And I feel very comfortable with myself. I mean, just spending quality time with yourself and doing things that you love. And I I think it's all a matter of how you fill your life and your time with right people. You suddenly discover more friendships and you realize that once upon a time when you are in a romantic relationship, you're spending maybe 90% of your time with them and maybe two, 5% with your friends. Now suddenly you're placing that one relationship with like seven relationships where you have that time for them. And that's way more fulfilling, in my opinion. And just being productive and just finding the things that you're passionate about. Because life is about so much more than just having a romantic relationship. It's just trying, again, to be productive, fill your life, and taking care of yourself. So much mm-hmm. more space. And
0: this is especially true when you've been in relationships that mm-hmm. pulled from you in some way mm-hmm. i'm sure there are people out there who are in romantic relationships that actually are an equal partnership where of course in any relationship there's going to be give and take in any given day but that mm-hmm. will be equal too so yeah it won't be draining you yeah in my experience i have tended to get into relationships where i abandoned myself for the relationship for the other person and that is very draining getting out of them is very unsettling but my god do
1: you have a lot of space (laughs) yeah Um, just in regards to that I had a boyfriend who was basically I put him on a pedestal and I basically worshipped the ground he walked on and he was he was a great guy he was a gentleman and he was amazing But no matter how amazing a person is, and it's okay to put someone on a pedestal to a certain extent, and if they do it back for you, and that's the issue. It's a lot of times in relationships, like you said, we lose ourselves and we lose sight of who we are. And that's also the point of being single and building a relationship with yourself is you're taking a moment to reacquaint with yourself, to really discover who you are without another person in your life. It's so essential.
0: Because as you mentioned before, then when you have a relationship with yourself, that is empowering and proper. When you meet somebody else, you're going to know a lot sooner whether or not this is a, again, an equal partnership, whether it's a healthy relationship. And you're going to be, you're going to know that it's okay either way, if you're with this person Mm -hmm. or if you're not with this person, because you're fine on your own. What advice would you give to a woman who is unhappy in her relationship, but too scared to leave?
1: Oh, I've been there. I've been there. And the thing is, just get over it and get out. Sometimes like the scariest things right now are the best things for you in the long run. And my philosophy is, if you're scared of change, it's also when you need it most. In Hebrew, we have a saying, where there's doubt, there's no doubt. If you're having doubt, if something is not fulfilling you right, and if it's not treating you well, then, I mean, it's as complicated and as simple as that is get up and get out because no relationship is worth it. Can you say that in Hebrew? Kshayesh safek En safek. I love that so much. That
0: phrase is just beautiful. and I use it for everything in life. And I agree with you. Mm -hmm. It is hard. It's not going to come to a point where all of a sudden it's easy. Probably. You may, because as you did that day when you, when you kind of had your, I don't know if I want to call it a breakdown, but when you had that moment of insight of, I don't want to live my life like this. You might also have that insight within a relationship and know, okay, I'm done and I know it. But that doesn't make leaving easy. So don't wait for it to be easy because it's,
1: yeah not <laughs> never going to be easy. I mean, life isn't easy, and that's the thing is that a lot of times, in general in life, success never comes the easy way, and even mm-hmm. in relationships where I wasn't in love anymore, where I was completely a hundred percent whole with the decision of leaving, it still hurts, and it's still difficult. And that person, again, most of the time was your best friend for the past few months, years, however long it was. To go from speaking to a certain person every single day, no matter how unhealthy or toxic it was, to not speaking to them at all was never going to be easy. So, again, it's just a matter of understanding that and realizing that no matter how much it hurts right now, it's going to hurt more in the long run if you don't do it now. And again, I felt it on my own flesh. The longer you drag it on, the more pain and heartache it's going to be and the more time you're wasting. I've experienced
0: that exact thing too. And I know I'm not the only one. There are so many people who would say the exact same thing. And I want to validate everyone out there who is feeling this fear because it is. It feels like you're alone. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, I would also love to invite you... To the Boundless Heart Inner Circle, because that's where we dive deeply into this stuff and we do it together. So you know you're not alone. And wherever you're at in your journey, you can be with other women who are there to lift you up, support you, (laughs) give you the stories that you need to hear about their experiences. It's a beautiful place. So I just wanted to put that out there. Join the Inner Circle. The link to join is right at the top in the show notes. Can't wait to see you there.
1: And when you're embracing yourself, it's much harder to do when you feel alone. And I remember at the point where I was, most of the people around me were in relationships. There weren't a lot of single people. The whole consensus around it was terrible around me. like People saying that being single is sad and pathetic and whatever. And I think when you surround yourself with people, who are basically supporting each other and whether or not they're in the exact same boat or not, but they show up for each other and they show you that you're not alone, Then it makes embracing it that much easier, which is also why it's so important for me to talk about it as much as I can and spread it as much as I can, because not enough people are talking about it. And that's the reason why a lot of people are jumping into all the wrong relationships or staying in the wrong relationship.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about loneliness a little bit. What is your definition of loneliness?
1: It's a good question. I think I'll start with saying that somewhere along the way, singleness became synonymous with loneliness, which frustrates me to no end. I think loneliness can also be when you're in a room full of people, when you have tons of friends. It's not necessarily a lack of people around you. It's a lack of connection both with yourself, with the people around you, with your surroundings. It's a lack of aspiration, a lack of passion, and not filling your life with all the right things. So you're basically feeling like you have nothing with significance, with any deeper meaning behind it. Everything is surface level. That
0: is a really good definition. I love that lack of connection and how that leads to the lack of passion and vision mm-hmm. and all of that. That is a lonely feeling. What can women or men or really anybody what can we do if we are feeling lonely instead of running into a relationship or
1: even casual dating what would you suggest Well first of all I'll start off by saying that you have to remember that a relationship won't necessarily mean that you're any less lonely relying solely on relationships to fulfill you and make you less lonely it's just going to cause misery from all aspects of it. Because first of all, from the other side's perspective, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to be with someone who's first of all only with me because they're lonely or someone who's reliant completely on me to not feel lonely. That's a lot of pressure to put on one person. I think the first thing that I would do is first of all, don't escape it or run away from it because avoiding anything in life is not the way not the right solution i think you have to allow yourself to feel it not only because escaping and avoiding emotions is a form of denial which is not going to help you in any way but also you might also realize that it's not as scary as you thought it would be like i said with taking your time to be single take your time to feel that loneliness a minute understand Where it's coming from. And that way a solution would be much easier because you know more or less what is causing it. It's all a matter of what you surround yourself with. I like to call it cleansing and decluttering your life basically and then refitting it with the right thing. So basically whether it's habits or people or places you go to or things, physical, inanimate objects that are around you, anything in your life that serves as a bad reminder or any person in your life that makes you feel bad about yourself or anything like that just cleansing your life of anything that makes you feel bad people think that the quantity of their friends means something at the end of the day I'd much rather have less friends that are higher quality because numbers don't mean anything you know you can't rely on that person if you can't go to them when you need them if they're not there for you and vice versa So it's basically removing all the people that are irrelevant, sorry for the harshness, but that's what it is, and making sure you're surrounded by all the right people who do fill your life with value and substance, and filling your life with a career and hobbies. I can't stress enough how much hobbies is so important. Again, just filling your life with things that mean something to you. Go on adventures and just enjoy life because life has so much more to offer than just relationships. And that's a matter of also building a relationship with yourself because you, you sort of, when you're building a relationship, you're getting to know that person better. So when you're building one with yourself, you're also getting to know yourself better and you know what you like better. And that way you also know what you want in your life and what you don't want in your life. And that's a huge factor in whether or not you're feeling lonely. And again, it's a matter of making sure you have the right connections, both with yourself and with the people around you. And no matter how bad or sad or terrible it is, again, you have to show the door to all the people who are not right for you, no matter how much you like them, no matter how pretty they are or how fun they are or how many gifts they buy you, whatever it is. Also, like, just trying new things. The way you, you discover is to try and experiment and see and, and just discover the world. That's basically what it is. And again, hobbies, because I know some people who, who just don't have hobbies and they reach their 50s, 60s and they have nothing to do because, you know, you can't rely solely on human interactions when you don't have anything more than, than just that to spend your time with.
0: No, you can't. And I want to stress, you do not have to do it perfectly. You Mm -hmm. don't have to like everything you try. That's the point of trying. There's an amazing poem by Hafiz that I thought of when you were talking about that. I'm just going to say it. I know it by heart. (laughs) And it's don't surrender your loneliness so quickly. Let it cut more deep. Let it ferment and season you as few human or even divine ingredients can. Something missing in my heart tonight has made my eyes so soft, my voice so tender, my need of God absolutely clear. God is whatever God is to you. You can substitute that with anything, but that poem really reminds me that it's okay to be human and to have that human lonely experience because it's it's almost as if the lonelier we are able to allow ourselves to be, the more joy can also
1: fill our lives. Human emotions, all of them, there's a huge spectrum and there's a lot of them, they all exist for a reason and there's no one emotion that we should repress or suppress or shove beneath whatever it is. You have to feel it. You have to choose to focus on specific ones at specific times, but you have to allow yourself to feel them. You know, you have to go through something in order to get over it because otherwise you're just repressing it and it's going to build up inside you.
0: Yes. Yes, it will. How can people find you and
1: learn more about you? Well, first of all, I have my blog also about embracing singleness and overcoming loneliness. And it's all there. And always working on new stuff. So that's mblwrites.com. That's where my blog is. And you can also follow me on Instagram at mblwrites, another account called at Single Life Lessons, which is basically the main theme of my blog is life lessons that I've learned from single life to help you embrace your singlehood.
0: Nice. I have a question for you now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say where life will ever bring us, but I know some people who are interested in being single and that's all they want. Do you have that intention or are you embracing single life and you're open to
1: what may come? I get asked that all the time. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, 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 it's completely okay. We're having an open discussion over here. And again, for me, it's so important to open everything up. So people see everything and uh, have what to connect to. I don't believe in saying never or having these declarations that are very one-way. In general, I'm a very open-minded person, but I'm sort of allowing things to play out right now. Right now, where I am, it doesn't interest me. I don't feel the need to have a relationship right now. And... Sometimes it does. Sometimes, you know what, I, I get that feeling, oh, I wish I had a boyfriend right now. I wish I had someone that I can have in my life right now. But then I'm suddenly remembering that if I had a relationship, I'd have to give up my space, my freedom, and the bed. Let's not, you know, don't, don't get near my bed. And it just, I don't know, just the thought of having anyone invade my radius is like a very daunting thought to me right now. But again, you never know. The right person can come along and everything can change. I mean, what I believed a few years ago wasn't, isn't what I believe now and it can also change in the next few years. I don't think I would ever want to get married, at least not in like the huge wedding that everyone has. I'm very cynical with regards to weddings, so don't even get me started. But I might want a partnership one day. I don't know. Is it at the, at the top of my priorities? No, right now. But it can always change. So you never know because we make plans. and like, well, Again, in Hebrew, we have a, I don't know which languages come from, but I know I grew up hearing it in Hebrew. Man plans and God laughs. You can plan all you like. Things will change. It will never be exactly to the T as you planned it. So who knows?
0: I don't know where that phrase came from either, but I grew up hearing it in English. Yes. So talk to me about what you think about marriage.
1: Well, marriage and I have a complex relationship. And at the time, I was sure that I'm going to be 31 soon. And if 21-year-old me could see me now, that would be mind boggled. Like I thought I'd be married with kids at this point. And especially again, growing up where I did it in a religious environment, it was sort of that was the way things went. you get married young, you have kids, and your whole life becomes about a family, especially when everyone around you is getting married and having kids and I was in serious relationships, and I almost got engaged in those serious relationships and I thank the the heavens and the Lords and any God that exists there that I didn't because it would have been a huge mistake. I get that pressure also a lot from all around me just because both my sisters are married with kids and all my closest friends well actually I have six really close friends that um three of them are married one of them is about to get married and two of them are in serious relationships so I'm basically now the only single one and so there is pressure and again coming from a religious background religious families I get asked all the time so what about you when you're getting married you're not getting any younger. At first, I did feel that pressure. And I did feel that, oh, I also want that. And it's not fair. Why am I the single sister? Why am I the single friend? Why can't I find anyone to get married to? Again, it was at the time where I was like sort of feeling sorry for myself all the time and always wondering what's wrong with me and why am I not the one who's getting married? I even remember this, I forgot, I remember this distinctly. When my last serious relationship that I had I remember there was a point in the very beginning of our relationship where I was sort of, I broke down because I was like, I don't know what happened, but in that moment, I felt like I found my person and I felt like I broke down. I was like, I never thought I would. I was at a point where like, I didn't think I would find my person. He never ended up being that person. but And that's ridiculous to me now looking back at it. Where now we're slowly, I started to um, embrace my singleness more and the more I did that, the more time passes, the less I want that. Like the older and more single I get, the less I wanna get married. My mother was like you should got married at 21 had my brother at twenty one. Now they're divorced after a very terrible marriage. I think maybe that's probably one of the reasons why I did have that two cents at the time not to get married because I've always had in the back of my mind that I don't want to end up like my parents, that I don't want to end up divorced and miserable. The more you're single, the more you embrace yourself in a single life and you realize how amazing it is, the less you want those things. And you realize that marriage isn't as important as people make it out to be. It isn't the only aspiration you should be striving for in life. And there's so much more to life. And also kids. And the more I'm single, the the less I want kids as well. And people ask me if I don't get jealous of like my sisters and my friends that are married. I'm like, no, I actually I love their husbands amazing guys love their kids to death thank heaven that's not me It makes me appreciate my singleness even more
0: Same. so you can actually be divorced and happy too not just divorced and miserable <laughs> i've done it twice i don't want to send any negative vibes or energy or connotations out there to or or against my husband <laughs> because they're not bad people either they were bad relationships And I finally chose myself. Me being fully me, being fully authentic, being fully free, couldn't happen in either of those relationships. And as far as weddings go, let's talk about weddings. I had two of them, okay? Mm -hmm. So my first one was kind of, it was pretty small, but it was a standard normal wedding. And then the second one was really small, just our immediate family in a garden. It was really pretty. So we did really small, which I liked. But I didn't want to sign the papers. Because all it is, is the government saying, okay, now you guys are one institution. And I just think it's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's all money. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. the money. It's so stupid,
1: in yeah. my opinion. So tell me what you think about weddings. Well, I'll just point, I just wanted to say, just before I forget about the money point of view, something that frustrates me to no end is that, um, at least here in Israel, a lot of married women get more um, benefits. Mm-hmm. They get more benefits or rights or whatever it is because they're married. And if you're single, you don't, which is ridiculous to me. Just because someone chooses to live a certain way, then, you know, you get whatever. There's a lot of bureaucratic crap that, you know.
0: Here, people who are married pay less taxes than single people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but there's something... I think Well, married women pay... Yeah, what married women pay less taxes or whatever. Or they don't have to pay taxes. Something like that, yeah. which is completely ridiculous to me. That's beside the point. Because they have a second income from their husband. They don't need that, you know, yeah, as much as so a dumb. single person supporting themselves. Whatever. Weddings. Ugh. um, First of all, I find it a huge astronomical waste of money. The whole thing is just ridiculous to me i'm very cynical about it especially when you have here in israel because i'm jewish so we call it chuppah which is basically like uh the ceremony of getting married so like especially when the bride and the groom decide that they want to declare their love in front of everyone i don't know and all that attention on me would be very awkward and weird and i just don't need that Especially all the photoshoot before. No, thank you. I hate taking pictures. I hate it in the sense of also having a Jewish wedding. Not in a million years. I do not want a religious wedding at all. I would we call it like a civil wedding. If I decide to get married, definitely not in a Jewish wedding. It's called a ketubah, which is basically kind of like a certificate where I remember one of my friend's wedding a couple of years back was the first time that I actually listened to the rabbi reading out what it says. And I was mortified. And I'm looking around at these people crying and, and being all excited. I'm like, you you do know he's talking about the groom buying the bride right now, right? You do know like, that he's talking about him owning her right now. I'm like, what's going on here? No, thank you. I don't know, just in general, I find the whole thing completely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, well I'm with you there, absolutely. And some people are opposite and that's cool, but just expressing the fact that you don't have to do it the way everyone does it is really important. Live your life. Yeah, the change we change our names and it's still I can't believe we still do it and we are so excited when we're younger in your twenties, it's like, we're going to have the big party and we're going to change, I'm going to change my name. Oh my gosh. I'm just, Oh, it's like, what? why? And, <laughs> and here's another soapbox I'm going to go on and then we can be done because I know I've, I've gone a little bit long, but why do the baby's names take the dad's name? That should never, ever, ever, ever happen because it causes so much crap. Because then he leaves or she stands up for herself and leaves. And then they have separate different names for the kids and the mom. It's the mom who had the kids, dude. They should take her name. It just frustrates me. It's an outdated system based on fear and it needs to go. Oh, for sure. In
1: general, like the whole thing. I don't know. It's just like the whole thing is quite screwed up. And again, it's like you said, I think each person has to choose for themselves what is best for them. And just because I'm cynical towards weddings doesn't mean anyone else has to win. It doesn't mean I'm you know, disrespecting someone else's decision to have that big wedding because to each their own. And you have to respect each person's decision of how they live their life. And I think, look, people are always going to have what to say. I just posted a uh, post on Instagram not long ago about not wanting to have kids and how people always have what to say about it, and always have questions and remarks about it. And my sister commented on it. She wrote something very true, is that people will always have what to say. Also, when you're married and when you have kids, people when you get married, people are pressuring you, okay, when are you going to have kids? And when you have a child, like okay, when are you having a second child? And they're commenting on the gap you have between children. So this never ends. I think the pressure is a little bit more on single people But again, the pressure never ends and people don't know how to mind their own business. And especially when it comes to being single, it's like you have to reason with people why you choose to be single. But a person who decides to get married doesn't have to give you any rhyme or reason for getting married. They can ask you why you're still single, but they won't ask you why you're not getting married. There's pressure no matter what you do, no matter how you live your life, people are going to have what to say about it. I think it is a little bit more intense when you're single because there still is that consensus and that stigma about being single where there there must be something wrong with you because you have to strive for a relationship and having kids. And that's, you know, the main reason to live life, which is a completely a twisted way to think, in my opinion. But again, to each their own. Live and let live. That's my philosophy. Thank you so
0: much, Mikal. This was really, really fun. I wish we could talk for another four hours, but you know, I'm gonna let you go to sleep because I believe it's 1 a.m. where you are now, so. (laughs) It
1: is. is Time flew. Is it over already? Oh my god.
0: I don't know about you, but I love being single. As a people pleaser, I gave way too much of myself away and abandoned myself way too much for relationships. Giving myself time to not be in one and to really come home to myself is only going to make any future relationship that much better. Okay, my friend, now that we have tools to speak our truth, communicate our boundaries, thanks to Tina Ratley last week, we have also eliminated some stigma around being single or not, thanks to Michal Lehman. We've heard a number of stories of personal growth through overcoming people-pleasing and self-abandonment in relationships. Are you ready to practice? Are you ready to practice in a place that is safe and is going to support everything you want to become? If so, join the inner circle. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, the link is right at the top of the show notes this time. Quick reminder... Our next inner circle gathering is on September 12th, where we will experience swear therapy together. If you're curious to know more about that and haven't heard Karen's episode yet, it is episode five, and we'll be clearing energetic cords. If you feel drained by anyone in your life, this is a great time to hop into the inner circle so you can catch that gathering. Next week, I'm talking to Zach Jensen. He is also a recovering people pleaser. I wanted to have this discussion with the male to get a different perspective and some additional tools, and also to see the differences and where things intersect. Until next time, respect yourself shamelessly, stay true to you, and